This is Theo Rossi, and you're listening to The Spectre Show. If you don't know who Theo Rossi is, shame on you. Um, he is uh, Juice from Sons of Anarchy, and he is Shades from Luke Cage on Netflix. So go ahead and look him up. Uh, he's super awesome dude, and uh, it's as you could. Uh, he and he's obviously he recorded that specifically for me, so that was uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, because he is such an awesome dude, I wanted to start out by plugging something of his which is um, Ounce Water. Uh, let me get the uh, website up to uh, begin talking about it. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's got a bottled water company, I guess you want to call it. And the, the idea behind it is, is there's no points. So if you're buying water from Walmart or from Costco or something like that, you're getting bottles that are probably 16.9 ounces. Well, being hydrated means drinking, let's just, uh, well, what Theo says is drinking 80 ounces of water. And what's harder than doing math with 16.9 plus 16.9 plus 16.9 plus you're not getting an even amount. So um, if you go to ouncewater.com or getounced.com, whichever one, you'll find the ounce water, which comes in 40 ounces and 20 ounces. Even, even numbers, no math involved at all. So um, I haven't gotten any myself yet, but I do plan on getting some because I'm someone who likes to stay hydrated as well. Plus I have a job that of course requires me to be hydrated, otherwise I'd pass out because I do a lot of sweating delivering mail. So, uh, like I said, um, give that a, a check out and uh, get ounced.com or ouncewater.com. That is a free pro bono plug from, from me. So, um, we'll, uh, we'll have Theo introducing the show for, for a few episodes at least. If not, I don't know, a lot. We'll, we'll see how this goes. So, if you are joining me again, then you probably have come across the Spectre Show by accident. Um, you have been told about it by someone or you have uh, been waiting for the episodes to drop and haven't seen one until this episode and may be going back to get them. As I have stated on several occasions, there was a well, there was an issue with my my podcast before and I hit three episodes had dropped before I even knew there was an issue. Um there was some back end stuff that it's kind of boring. I mean, unless you're super geeky and you want to hear about it, but it's uh Long story short, um, the feed just wasn't, it did, the feed was broken, so I, I didn't know how to get it fixed. I had to actually use a plugin on WordPress to get it to pop out correctly, and uh, now that it is out, um, I'm doing some Spectre shows, and I will probably be editing the greatest shows, starting with the most recent one, which I think was 118 as I'm recording this. Because we, uh, we at EmeraldSpectre.com are going 100% geeky. So that's uh, movies, um, uh, TV shows, comic books, superheroes, uh, 
things along those lines. And and the geeky doesn't have to be necessarily all geek culture or nerd culture or whatever. It can also be people geeking out about stuff like, for instance, um, cars, um, food. I, I'm, I'm, I'm open to the possibility of bringing on some, some geeks about that too. Wrestling, whatever, you know, whatever you're geeky about. So the greatest show is going to be the hub for all of the geek and I am going to turn while this show is primarily about self-improvement I'm going to start you know in, in injecting some geek into it so that it can be part of the uh, greatest show family I guess so uh, we do have uh, oh, I got a message we do have other um, podcasters uh, being brought in or the greatest show guys are actually getting ready to kind of do their own things too so that we can all meet once a week on the greatest show to just you know collaborate with all their geekiness because while I don't play video games a lot one of our hosts on the greatest show plays them more than more, more than anyone else I know so I mean that would be something he might want to talk about or he also mentioned talking about role-playing games. So, I mean, those are two geeky subjects that are a possibility. And he might even bring in a co-host, which then could, in the future, join The Greatest Show. And if you've got a geeky podcast that you want uh, to jump in on this, you can also be added to The Greatest Show. I'm, I'm trying to get some special guests to come in, uh, have been for the last couple of weeks, and uh, we just haven't been able to connect, but I think that we're going to get um, a couple of returning hosts, Carl and Morgan uh, from England, and then um, uh, a couple new hosts, uh, new guests at least, to come on to talk briefly. Plus, I'm actively working on getting Peter, uh, who was on an episode, to kind of jump into the loop. Knowing that, um, I'm going to be... Uh, the, the last announcement really is I'm going to be doing the movie league in earnest this time. And I'm going to make it less complicated than I did before. Um, that's something I do is make things way too complicated. So the movie league will be started. It'll be greatest show connected hosts. I'll invite as many people as I can into the draft. I'll have a list of movies that can be drafted. And then, of course, we will bid on them. Whatever you bid gets subtracted from the... Uh, amount of the international gross of the film. So taking, for instance, Avatar, the, the one with the blue people, we would bid on it, and you bid in millions. So if somebody won the movie with $300 million bid, you subtract your bid from the gross, and that's how much you earn towards the end of the league, period. So, and period by period, the end of the league time. So there'd be a definitive start and a definitive end. So that's how I want to run this league. I don't want to do any set amount. Like, I don't want to give everybody a fictional $100 to bid on things and, and whatnot. I want the the amount you bid to affect what you get towards the end result. So if you are interested in doing something like that and or you are interested in coming on to The Greatest Show... I guess uh, you can tweet me, at Emerald Spectre. Um, I'm now also on Instagram, at Emerald, eh, at Emerald Spectre. Sorry about that. And uh, let me know, and we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do to connect things and uh, go from there. So what am I going to talk about now on the Emerald Spectre or the, the Spectre show? And this time, it's, it's going to be going back one more time to the Bullet Journal. The reason I'm bringing it back up is because I have done a lot of jiggering on the uh, 
role-playing game overlay. I, for the month of March, I'm actually instituting the basic core of the role-playing game. And if that works, then I'll start throwing layers onto it to make it more dynamic rather than just a, a solid uh, positive or negative affecting things. Because right now, the, the core is really... I'm, I'm really testing out the, the quest mechanism, the daily requirements mechanism, and the xp earning hp uh diminishing items so i've, I've got lists i've got uh, my particular level system which can be i mean basically just take the labels off the level system and you can put the levels on anything so um, i have mentioned in the past that i have uh decided to do an oriental slash chinese slash japanese themed um role-playing adventure uh bullet journaling and because the slang for, bu for bullet journal is bujo, you know, B-U for bullet and J-O for journal, I've decided to name my role-playing game right now Bujo RPG. So the Bujo RPG is being tested for the month of March in my bullet journal. And um, it's the, the focus, I have to, I, I added so many layers that the focus really got lost. And the focus of this role-playing game is really to be doing things better rather than just playing a game so it's your life created into a game and, and I know that there are lots of apps out there that do that but the the apps that I've found um a they're all medieval based they all want you to do one specific type of thing and two none of them really do the same thing I mean like one of them uh rare candy I've used in the past you just activate it when you're doing something and every 1000 hours on a skill gives you a new level on it so um well i think it's 1000 hours maybe it's a thousand minutes but um the that that's how they advance things epic win um what i've noticed is you can do little bits and, and pieces here but there's no way to set how high uh, a level there's no platforms for for levels specifically so um in their example they've got clean the house as uh, a 10 point xp and you have to get like 500 to get level two well i mean there's no no extra added things onto that habitica um rpg uh i didn't really like what they were doing and maybe i'm confusing epic win and habitica but i'm i, I want to do my own thing and it's going to be analog yes but i may end up making a um excel spreadsheet bullet journal in the future i'm going to use all of the manuals that i have purchased currently and then when i bring in the um excel spreadsheet version if if that's the, the way i decide to go then the uh, bujo rpg will of course be uh, already calculated and you can just put in over whatever overlay you want and uh, that'll go from there so if anyone's interested in the excel spreadsheet version of a bullet journal which i will be eventually working on i wouldn't expect any early work on it until this uh this winter this coming winter of 2017 at the earliest so it's a it's an idea to do but it's not a high priority at the moment um and again, if you want to contact me about that, you can also get me on Twitter at uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Emerald Specter. So yeah, there's the I'm I'm excited to do the Bujo RPG because it's it's going to get me back on track. Um, 
what always happens in my personal case is when work gets late on a specific day or if I'm working massive amounts of hours in a specific week or I get home late because of traffic or whatever, I end up not doing anything on the journal. And then two or three days of that in a row and you look back and you go, well, shit, I, I completely missed out there. Um, that, by the way, is the first time I have sworn on this podcast and I will attempt not to do that in the future. I'm actively attempting not to swear uh, so I can keep a clean rating. The, the greatest show has already been over that, and uh, there's no clean rating for that, but I'm, I'm trying to keep this clean, and I, I consider that a, a slip-up. Um, if, if you want a behind-the-scenes note, I do this all in one take, so there's going to be no editing of that out, and uh, I just put on the intro and the outro and, and go from there, so... It, it makes things simpler on the editing end, plus it encourages me to have my stuff together in order to have the podcast. Um, starting with this episode, I will also be listening to my own podcast to make sure that I don't sound like a complete moron. I don't know if I've done any of these things, but in the past, I used to listen to all of my shows to find out if I was doing ums and ahs or sniffling or... Maybe there was a noise in the background because I'm tapping on something or I'm taking deep breaths or I'm breathing weird or something like that. And I would attempt to change that for the future. Like I know that when I take the big inhales of breath, the um, recording software I'm using notes that I'm taking a big inhale of breath. But what, what am I supposed to do? Not breathe? So... Yeah, I don't have a, a podcast studio proper yet, but we are working on uh, one for in our house here so that I can have one for, you know, all the all the stuff. And really, my, my computer can sit in that room because I don't use my computer very much or as much as I used to. And uh, that's kind of the... Uh, it can sit in the place where it's, it's always ready to go with, with uh, show recording. Um... I've uh, I've also decided that the weight loss portion of my self-improvement is going to be um, put into a higher priority. I uh, the the part of the reason I wanted to mention the ounce water the ounce water is not only because I've met and talked with Theo uh, uh, quite a bit when he was here at Wizard World Portland, but also because I know that part of the reason. I'm not losing weight as fast as I would like to is that I'm not getting as much water as I need. So I want to make sure I'm doing that. Um, I, I, I'm a letter carrier in the city of Portland, uh, Oregon. And um, of course, doing something physically active, whether it be in a wintry set or a uh, summer-like setting, um, there's a lot of sweating that goes on because, you know, I'm, I'm active and I'm trying to get stuff done. Walking a lot, uh, carrying heavy packages upstairs, bringing them downstairs, delivering um, what we call full coverages, which, you know, something that goes to every house. So if you have a, uh, a lot of deliveries on one stretch, of course, that's going to start out heavy and get lighter as you go because you're going to be delivering them. But uh, because of that, I need to be drinking more water. And of course... That would require me to have more access to a bathroom, and I'm, I'm, I, I do have one, but it's, it's not always in the most convenient location currently. But uh, I want to make the weight loss a priority, so the drinking more water is going to be in there. And then when I 
when I reach a certain weight, and I haven't decided what weight that is yet, I'm going to do what I did last time I reached a certain weight, and that's start working out. Um, two, maybe three years ago, I, I was waiting until I got down to a specific weight to start going to a gym to start lifting, and at some point I decided the the plateau or the, the benchmark I was waiting for to start lifting was it was it was an arbitrary number and I just went ahead and started doing it and then I jumped down 10 15 20 pounds maybe after that uh, some might point to that and go well why are you waiting for another arbitrary weight well part of that is that I do walk a lot so on a work day I do about 32,000 steps um, for anyone that keeps track of their steps, they you should know that 10,000 is, is a pretty good mark. I'm doing 32,000 on a daily basis, if not more. So if, if there's a route down at work and it ends up getting split up between a bunch of us, then that 32 can turn into 38 or 40 or 42 or whatever. So I mean, it's, it's easily, it, it, it's easy to see that I'm, I'm probably doing um, almost 200,000 steps a, a week on a on a regular work week so uh, days off I haven't been walking anywhere near that but um, I am going to try to slip in a, a little five to ten thousand step jaunt and in case you're wondering that's about uh, the, not the ten thousand but the thirty thousand is is roughly that my, my route is roughly 15 miles a day so I'm walking 15 miles a day um, that at this point is my cardio, which would help with the weight, uh, the weight lifting. And um, I, I'm experienced in the lifting. I don't have a gym as close as I did when before I moved to Portland, so that's unfortunate. But um, I I have acquired weights uh, that will allow me some some dynamic options in the house. So I just need to start lifting, and then of course the the weight will start coming off a little bit more. But I'm I'm still not quite ready to do a 15 mile day um, carrying God knows how much weight and then coming home and lifting anywhere between 20 and 90,000 pounds of of weightlifting. And if you're wondering how I reach that, if you are doing um, uh, arm curls like a, a bicep curl, and you are you've got the the weight that's a it's a 20 but 20 25 pound barbell dumb dumbbell sorry dumbbell the smaller one every time every time you're lifting you want to do sets so if you do a set from 8 to 12 and it's 25 pounds every curl is 25 pounds and and one set of course is going to be a couple two three four hundred pounds because you are every four is a uh, uh, hundred pounds so add that up uh, 300 pounds one arm 300 300 pounds the other arm that's 600 pounds maybe you do some deadlifting um, however heavy you set that uh, that's another however many pounds maybe you've done some squats maybe you're doing some chest exercises all of that adds up at home in that setting I have normally in the 20,000 to 40,000 uh, I, I call it pounds moved range, so I'm, I'm normally in that. If I have access to machines, like the Nautilus machines at like a Gold's Gym or something, 
um, when I was doing that, I was getting real close to a hundred thousand pounds. Um, there's this, there's two specific machines I was using that, um, I have, I, I had them maxed out because I, my, my capability, since I had the machine, I didn't have to worry about the, the weights, you know, crushing me. So I could go with what I felt comfortable doing. And I had those two machines maxed out. In fact, one of them, I actually figured out how to add a hundred more pounds to it. So, um, and that was a crunch that it was like a, a cable crunch and the maximum was, I want to say 280. And I figured out how to get it up to 380 ish, maybe 400. So I was doing, you know, crunches like that. And I, I had the, the people that were there doing the, professional style bodybuilding like they were there really just to to bulk up they would come over they would look at how much I was crunching going you know god don't you hurt and I'm I mean it's, it's just what I could do and I, I wasn't doing it I'm, I'm not trying to be flashy or anything I just I can crunch a lot of weight um there was also a squat machine and um I know that the squat machine doesn't do exactly what the squats do that if you're if you're using an actual barbell but when I didn't have access to the barbell because a there were so many people in there, or b that wasn't the that wasn't um, I, I wasn't using the barbell at that point, this machine was substituting it. And yes, it was working different muscles, but I could I could squat anywhere between 400 and 600 pounds. And yes, I had the machine maxed out. And those same guys, um, there were two guys in the Gold's Gym that I used to go to. Um, I knew one of them before going to the gym and the other one I met at the gym cause they were, they were, uh, spotters of each other. So they were doing all kinds of neat stuff. But the one that I knew before the gym would constantly come over to the crunch machine, just look at the number that I was, cr- uh, not, not the crunch machine, the squat machine, look at the number I was squatting. And then just his eyes would bug out and he would shake his head. Like, you know, he's never going to be able to do that. But had he ever tried? I don't know. So um, I've got some experience with it. I am by no means an expert, and uh, I will be at some point working on that because um, I'm I've got a lot of extra flesh that is going to be hanging off of me, and I would like to have some sort of muscle frame underneath to avoid cutting off all that because I'm sure at some point it's going to become inconvenient or painful to have all that extra flesh just clinging to me. Um, if you've seen anybody that has been long-term large and then lost a lot of weight real fast there's a there's there's a lot that hangs and um i'm that when i started this current means of losing weight basically going from a desk job to delivering mail um i was about 318 pounds and uh, i'm currently about 283 i believe 284 as of this morning so, I mean, it's a, and that's just doing what I'm doing. I haven't added anything else. It's, it's just the walking and the carrying of all the mail. So, I mean, if you, obviously the best way to lose weight is to do something that is naturally active. And, um, I, I've, I've chosen well, it's something I like doing anyway. So I, I like the walking. I like the carrying. I like the interaction. I like being outside. Um, a lot of people will point to the, uh, weather and go, well, what if it's raining? I'm like, well, if it's raining, it sucks. But I mean, I still would prefer to be out there than sitting behind a desk. Well, what if it's snowing? Well, that also sucks. And it, it's a little bit slippery and sometimes can be dangerous, but I know my route well enough now to, I, if it's, 
if it had rained earlier and is now starting to snow, certain stairways are going to be very dangerous for me to go up and down. I will just avoid those because it is unsafe. And that is something that's built into the job. And customers with those staircases know that that's going to happen because it's not, I'm not the first one to do this. So that's kind of how things go. But uh, I will be adding the weightlifting to the situation and that will get included in my bullet journal, my Bujo RPG, because I want to improve life in general. And in case you were wondering, most of what's in there are, th are things to be more attentive to what needs to be done around the house, uh, chores, lists of um, I don't know, shopping trips, for instance, uh, garbage needs to be taken out, uh, the house needs to be cleaned, the car needs to be cleaned, um, everybody needs groceries, we need to, um, maybe we need to go to a meeting that was scheduled months ago, and if I don't have it written down, I'm probably not going to remember, so I mean, there's just things to be more attentive, and uh, part of what I've built into the Bujo RPG is a... Uh, a list of dailies that need to be done. So the same five to 12 items that need to be done every day, regardless of what day it is. So one of those things I've added is check the schedule. So part of me doing better is going to be getting up in the morning, maybe showering, then coming out and checking my, my bullet journal and making sure that I know what is on the schedule for the day. Because if if after work I have to go to a union meeting or if I have to meet someone for supper or if I have to be at a certain place to pick my wife up, for instance, there's no point in writing that down in the bullet journal if I'm not going to look at the schedule every day. And I have a problem personally sticking to a schedule. So that's part of what I'm going to be getting better at. Um, and with any luck, that will help drastically improve. In the future, um, the Spectre Show will be improving life. It'll still be an improvement podcast, but I'm going to be doing a lot more geeky things um, to, like I said, tie myself into the uh, greatest show family of podcasts. And um, that uh, Bujo RPG is kind of the the hook to to set me in, and then I'll go forward from there. It is a Monday, as I'm recording this, the Monday before this episode drops. So um, for me, this is my day off this week, and I decided to go get my comics from my comic retailer. And uh, today I got uh, my two of my subscriptions, Harbinger Renegade, which is from Valiant, and Spider-Man, the one with Miles Morales, uh, uh, issue 13. And... Um, I have been reading about uh, a book called The October Faction from IDW, and I've been unable to find an online uh, version of like the first issue to see if it's something that would interest me. So I went ahead and bought the first trade paperback while I was at the comic store, and I'm going to give that a read. So that's those are the three things I happened to pick up today. I know that this coming Wednesday in two days, um, I'll have a Moon Knight available for me because I, I collect Moon Knight also. And um, 
maybe there'll be something else out that I'm not aware of coming out. Cause like the Valiant stuff, I don't get any notification that the Valiant stuff is out. I happen to come across a, a newsarama article or a comic book resources article that says, Hey, Valiant did this, this time, this is what happened. In fact, that's how I found out the renegades came out is that there was a, uh, a reference to one of the characters in an article. And I'm like, Oh, well that came out last week. Well, geez, I didn't know that. And I don't understand why Valiant doesn't have an easy, this is what's on sale. Cause every week I've got two Marvel titles, Spider-Man and Moon Knight. And every week I go on to see if one of them was come, has come out. So I knew that this past Wednesday, Spider-Man came out and this Wednesday, Moon Knight will come out. Sometimes Marvel double ships, so I'm, I'm checking every week just to make sure. And then just looking at their on-sale comics section. It's not like it's a real big issue. Plus, um, I, uh, I kind of keep an eye on... Um, I, I have a website that I can look at that tells me what came out in, in a whole. Of course, it excludes all the independent stuff that isn't one of the big three or the big four, I guess, because it does include Dark Horse. And the big three would be Marvel, DC, and Image with Dark Horse being uh, among them, and I call them the big four. So, I mean, if it's not one of those, then it's it's not really readily available just on the surface. So I, I just check Marvel to see what's come out. And then if I'm only accessing Marvel, I will still get to go there at least twice a month, which means I will then find out when I get there, oh, hey, Harbinger Renegade came out, or... Oh, hey, I, I got this one this week. Oh, hey, I got that one that week. So, I mean, it's not it's not completely um, super difficult to find these things out. I'm, I'm still going to go there on a regular basis because I have two subscriptions or three subscriptions that I am actively checking on. And then um, my wife has a couple, which we've not had a new one in a while. So... That's going to be all for this week. If you have any questions, you can uh, tweet me at Emerald Spectre. You can send me a pic or a message on Instagram at Emerald Spectre. You can also send email to emeraldspectre.com at gmail.com. And all the dots there are, of course, actual dots. Uh, we have a Facebook page. And we are on Google+. Plus. Of course, we have YouTube, the official Emerald Spectre YouTube channel, which has only recently, uh, and then by recently, I mean the last two and a half, three years, has been mostly the greatest show. And of course, I'm hoping to expand that to include some of the new podcasts if anyone decides to do a video one. I am leaving this one audio only for the time being and we'll uh, go from there but uh, I want to thank you for joining me and uh, there will be a new episode next week so go ahead and stay tuned